Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. I think it's a little nuanced. You know, I think um, you get the extremes of, you know, the play's not called until you're at the line of scrimmage and you've hard counted and you've basically got your whole playbook in front of you and you've got the other extreme of the play has the answers and, and there's never an audible and where you live in that spectrum from play to play, game to game, series to series, it, it really changes. Oh, my God. All right. Purple Daily here. Daily Vikings Entertainment. Mackie Judd, executive producer, Declan. Am I on? By the way, every Thursday, it's our State of the Vikings offense episode. We got four key offensive stats. Here's my question for you guys. Is it unreasonable that whenever I hear Kirk explain offensive intricacies that I get triggered that I just feel like, I don't know, I just feel like, I don't know why. I just I just don't enjoy him sort of like. Well, I think it's because you get triggered because he talks nonsense. And I think that's what, like, he's not, he's telling you what he wants you to believe from his point of view as opposed to the truth. And so, like, he's, his answers are ordinarily it's rocket science so i'm not going to try and explain it to you and so like when he's talking about i mean he's you know was clearly asked about that third down play and like what can you change and what and you know can you slide protection which is by the way a very normal thing i I mean this is not the old i'm changing the entire play this is this is literally i'm sliding guys and so i think you're triggered because his default position is to try and make it sound so confusing that we couldn't possibly grasp it. And so we shouldn't ask. <laughs> yes, that's it right there. Like I think you just hit on what triggers me. It's that he makes it seem like, well, you guys wouldn't really understand. Like mm-hmm. it's really complicated. But then when I watch him play quarterback, I'm like, you're not playing the same complicated version of quarterback as the top quarterbacks are. Yeah. In, in fact, so Zimmer was asked today about the same thing. So, so some enterprising gent, my guess is our, our friend Chris Long, asked both Zim and Kirk about what can be done here be, because that third down and nine play just keeps coming back as such a key play. And here's Mike's response. And Mike is telling the truth here. So, so like this response is going to make sense and it's going to trigger you, Phil, even more. Yeah. Quote, he, he has some freedom. I can't give you a percentage of that, but there's a lot of times that he can change protection. There's a lot of times where we're going from a run to a pass, a pass to a run based on what he, he being Kirk sees. 
So that that's the truth. Why does he only have okay? And again, this is maybe me nitpicking too much here, but why does he only have some ability to he's 33 he's been in the league for 10 years right like that so i mean if you missed it by the way alex boone on the tuesday episode of purple daily was excellent in explaining that third nine play that basically ended the vikings you know chances to win that game in overtime and how mason cole probably identified the wrong uh mike i guess defensively but then kirk ultimately has the ability to come up and make sure everything's good right. and nobody did why why like why is that still like why is that a thing that happens on a key third and nine play because kirk you know? screwed up because kirk's I, I mean it's flat out he if kirk feels that he doesn't have the ability to shift protections which he does he screwed up like this is on kirk and mike i think in the quote i just read came as close as you could possibly come to saying he can do that he didn't and and that's the whole thing about like, I'm not buying this Kirk can't call timeouts thing. That's BS. Kirk can call. And and in fact, on third and nine, if you're confused, call a timeout. Like, if they're showing blitz and, and you're freaking out, I would much prefer that you use that last timeout in OT, which would be your second one, to reset things than run the play that they ran. Um, so I, I actually – I'm going to defend Mike here. I think on this one, Mike is definitely uh, being thrown under the bus by Kirk. Because Kirk screwed up, but we're like we're sitting here, and we're literally talking about like, does a thirty-three-year-old, ten-year veteran quarterback have permission to do blank? Right. And the reality is, the best quarterbacks in the NFL don't wait for permission to do blank. Right. And it's never even asked. Do you think the Atlanta media is asking? the various Atlanta Falcons head coaches over the years? Does Matt Ryan have permission to blank? to call audibles, yeah. to change protections, to yeah. just flat out change a play. Certainly no one's asking Bruce Arians that question in Tampa. <laughs> I don't think anyone's asking Andy Reid that question with what a fourth year quarterback in Pat Mahomes. It's just it's like it's it's like it's a weird and by the way it's not just like the media throwing it out randomly like this is something that Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins have bantied about publicly themselves. It's mm-hmm. amazing to me it's a it's an indictment on Cousins. And then the other thing here, and by the way, Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, we'll get to our four key offensive stats. Um, and if you're watching us on a TCL TV, thank you very much, because TCL, in addition to being a supporter of us, is uh, also one of the best football-watching TVs you're going to find. One of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands, new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. I think it's such a waste of time, and it's also just a, an interesting glimpse into the lack of leadership up and down the offensive side of the football that we're sitting here, not just we, the media and the fans, but literally the coach and the quarterback out loud at press conferences openly like sort of playing ping pong with who's got permission to do what? Like the great quarterbacks don't need permission to lead in a key moment. Right. And well, I and I keep hearing from people, well, when your boss tells you to do this, you can't compare this to like a normal work situation. But if you're making thirty plus million dollars, you have leverage to do whatever you want within reason. But what they, they don't want to explain and so during the children's years, I delved deep here be because Brad was a control freak. And so I got deep into the weeds on exactly what is transpiring here. And again, 
what they don't want to talk about is, for the most part, quarterbacks. Now, Brady, Rodgers, that group, different. But for the most part, a full-on audible, which changes the play completely. Like, that that's a play that I have, but it's not in the, in this play set. And I change everything. is very rare. So, so like, we, we use that word, like, well, can't you just do that? The answer is ordinarily no. But as far as sliding protections and checks, like, plays are full of checks. Kirk Cousins routinely uh, goes from pass to run or run to pass based on what he sees. So, basically, what they're trying to do here is confuse the fan base with, with the semantics by not explaining what's going on here. And we think audible is, like, the word. It's not. It's yeah, not. It's no. rare that a play is fully changed. That's moving people around. That's doing a lot of things. That's a Farvinian thing. Mm-hmm. But as far as like what Kirk could have done on that third and nine, hell yeah, he's got the and worst case, he's afraid he's going to get in trouble. Dude, you screwed the play up regardless. Right. Like take yeah. the trouble. So I, I'm actually in this case, I'm Team Zimmer. I I think Kirk is trying to um escape blame. Uh, because he ordinarily loves to take blame. I think he's trying to escape blame here, and he's doing it, and he's putting Mike and the offensive staff in a precarious position because, like, they would literally have to explain to you what he's doing wrong, and they ain't, at least not yet, they ain't going there. Yeah. God, it's just... Uh, it's interesting. Man. It's like that third and nine play. I, I, like, Why are we so hung up on the third and nine play? There's a million other plays. I think it's, it was such an amazing microcosm for what is holding this offense back offensive linemen you know in this case it looked like and this is just according to Alex Boone who played oh I don't know 11 years in the NFL and played in the Super Bowl you know you got a center who makes the wrong ID at the line and then you've got a quarterback that doesn't just take charge and make sure everything's good right and then you've got then you also have routes in that situation And, and again I put this more on the quarterback if you identify that the Ravens are blitzing and you don't then alert Justin Jefferson on the outside. Yep. Hey, you're gonna have to change your route here. Yep. You know, it's like like that play ending in a cluster bleep. People watch it happen and they just think, well, the offensive line's terrible. Well, the offensive line might be terrible, but that's not like the offensive line getting physically blown away is not what happened on that play. The Vikings, the Vikings misidentified where the rush was coming from the center and the quarterback, and then also misidentified the route that Justin Jefferson should have run. And like, we're getting way in the weeds here, but it's like, we saw, we, we, we've sat here all season and wondered why is the Vikings offense not performing at a higher level? Mm-hmm. And that was a microcosm for why. Well, right. right. And, and the really frustrating thing, if you're a Vikings fan is the Ravens showed the blitz. Like they didn't disguise it. They showed it. And, and Kirk freaked out. And the thing too is, so, it is the center's job in a lot of cases to identify and and to take uh, take care of what Boone was talking about. But Mason Cole is making his first start as a Viking. It becomes incumbent upon the quarterback who's been playing for what now ten years to pick up the slack there. Like it's not fair to to be like, well, if the center screws up, it's done. Uh, there are control freak QBs who make those calls themselves sometimes too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, this all comes back. That play in particular comes back to Kirk, but to throw Kirk under the bus would be such an aggressive move that, that, that would need to be explained so thoroughly 
that a guy like Zim ain't going to do it. It's not worth the trouble when right. you're also trying to. But he would know, have to explain it. Like, like, like if he could give you the breakdown, which I'd love to hear, yeah. but like you would literally need to say, okay, here's what he should have done. He can't do this. He can't do that. Which is why Mike, what Mike's quote today is the truth. He yeah. can do a lot of things. He's choosing not to. And then he's, and, and then instead of shifting the protection, he's shifting the blame. Yeah. So speaking of losers, you know, in the end, it wasn't meant to be, boys. Purple Daily comes up short mm-hmm. at the Marconi Awards. The Marconi Awards are basically the Oscars for radio. And uh, there's a category for podcasts launched by radio companies. And so Purple Daily and Score North are part of Harvard Radio. And, um, you know, I, as, as Judd said earlier, I don't know, you put up, you said your case on social media. I just want everyone else to know that I'm also not to blame. I don't know if it's Declan's fault or Judd's ultimately lying about. Becky and Judd have permission to lift up the show. I've always given them permission. I just work here. I just work here. Well, you know, it's funny because I get the I get the play sheet each day Mm -hmm. from you, Phil, and I could have said some things, but. It's not really my job to like. I don't know what you want from me sometimes. You no, know, I I know. Uh, well, it's a figured out F F I O. It's just an F I O league here. Figured out league. Okay. No, just, there's you know, there's two I guys. Just, two guys. I, I just go to the defense. Yeah, there's two guys on my left here. They play their tails off every day. You know, they they're out there for 94 snaps, overtime sometimes. I've never seen really a podcast that comes down to the last seven plays. I've never seen that in my life. So I don't know what that's like. I have no I have no idea what that's like. Can I say I don't even know like I'm I'm I don't even know what the podcast is. It's like it was like a religious podcast in Washington D.C. Something like that. Yeah. That I've never heard of. Uh, that that mm-hmm. beat out us and Garage Logic. Yeah. Also part of Hubbard. I and feel like Clay we Travis. got beat. Oh, what's happening here? I feel I like feel it's rigged. Like, I feel like we got beat by the Jaguars. I'm just going to say that right now. I think it's the referee's fault. I mean, I think, I, I think it's rigged. We weren't prepared. Now I I don't want to assess blame there, but we weren't prepared. <laughs> Well, you know what? When you uh, when you fall short of a major, potentially career-altering award, the best thing to do is just drink some Surly. I think. Oh, uh, what I don't know what you're t- what you're uh, talking about, Phil. Do you mean a Surly Furious IPA, the best IPA going, the best IPA in my opinion in the country, perhaps the world? Can I go world? The Surly world. Furious Thursday. Thursday starts football, and when you got football, the NFL, Maction, the Big Ten. I love Thursdays. You know what you need? You need Surly Furious by your side. It's your best friend. Don't forget it. Get to your liquor store. Pick some up. You can watch football with the Surly Furious. And, you know, while while you're doing that, pull out the camera phone. Pull out the camera phone. Take a picture. Show us your cans. Show us your cans. At Jay Zolgate on Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> there you All go right. early it's time for four key offensive stats here on the state of the offense episode of purple daily are you guys ready are you ready all right in a world where offensive stats rule the day for the next yeah, yeah. we're without our button bars here we're all uh, those guys are at home right now we're actually recording this late on wednesday night because of my high maintenance travel schedule for hubbard in a, a random Sheraton here in St. Louis, Missouri, with spotty internet. Hopefully, it holds up. But let's start with key offensive stat number one here. Okay. And I categorize all of these. Sometimes I put multiple stats into the categories. So it's really four key offensive stat categories. Category number one is scripted versus unscripted. Mm-hmm. And where the Vikings rank in points per quarter. And it's very interesting. Okay. And we've, we've, I think we did this a couple weeks ago maybe uh, leading into the Cowboys game. 
first quarter points per per first quarter. The Vikings are fourth in the NFL in in first quarter points, which is the scripted plays, right? The first 15, as they call them in the NFL. Yep. So they are a, a great scripted offense. All right, boys, we've done the scouting. We've looked at the film. We know the defensive tendencies to start the game. And here's how we're going to attack. And last week against the Ravens, it was more evident than maybe any game this season so far. They ran jet sweep motion a couple times to start with. Then they run a deep route for Justin Jefferson. Dalvin Cook gets loose at one point. Um, and so they are fourth in the NFL in first quarter points. Then in the second quarter, they dropped to 15th. Oh, boy. 13th in the third quarter. We're going to get back to that in a second. Fourth quarter points, 30th. So once the game, once you get out of the scripted, pre-planned, everything is situated, and now it's about reacting and adjusting and maybe improvising, and the Vikings go mid-pack, mid-pack, among the worst in the NFL in the fourth quarter. Uh, What are your thoughts as you see this? Um, Zero surprise. In this case, the eye test and the statistical analysis that you just provided are married perfectly. Uh, Yeah, they come out looking great. They come out absolutely looking great. And I, you know what? Bottom line is, final quarter, when when the game is on the line potentially, you know what the problem here is? Who's calm? Mike Zimmer's not calm. Clint Kubiak's freaking out. Kirk Cousins, Cousins can't. Cousins looks like a teeth grinder. He can't, he can't shift a protection. He cannot shift a protection. He's miserable. Um, so I, I think now there, there are a multitude, I'm sure of reasons why they fall to what second to last in the entire league in the fourth quarter. But I'm going to say that I think one primary reason is who's calm, who's like in control, who's settling things down. Hmm? The, the OC, the head coach and the quarterback, no way that you can convince me that any of those three are like, we got this. Yeah. It's uh, it's the same problem our Timberwolves have, right? It's like they they get to the they take a double digit lead in the fourth quarter, and then everyone looks around like, how do we close this out? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You no, know, Mike Zimmer's been head coach for eight years, doesn't know how to uh, just out out chess match the opponent, I guess, in the fourth quarter. Sometimes yep. you get hot, and some guys can't finish. I don't know. Sometimes it happens. Yeah, can't really no, do anything about it. That's uh, the Vikings. Actually, I so, think I can do this on the third quarter points, real quick. Yeah. Here. 13th. So the Vikings are thirteenth. Yeah, interesting. And which isn't awful, but it's you know it's very average. Mm-hmm. I think the third quarter is the most interesting. Like the fourth quarter can be weird because you know there can be some garbage time in there, and it's just you know I think <laughs> in, not for the Vikings. There's no, not now. I know, yeah, you're right. In general, you want to be scoring points in the fourth right. quarter and every quarter, but the third quarter is like all right, we've come out of the locker room at halftime. And now it's time to implement our adjustments, and we are now reacting to what we've seen in the first half. And the three best offenses in the third quarter of the season are the Cardinals, the Cowboys, and the Rams. And, and by the way, the Colts are in this mix too, which is interesting. And But the, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, and the Rams, those are teams that you would expect to be there toward the end of the NFC playoff bracket. Those are yeah. legitimate offenses. Those are... I think a lot of a lot of dynamic quarterbacks and coaches in that mix and weapons and um and the and the Vikings have a lot of dynamic weapons as well, but obviously they're just 
coming up a lot shorter in the second half compared to Cardinals, Cowboys, Rams. So scripted versus unscripted. It's great out of the gate. It's terrible at the end, and they need to fix it. Yeah, and I, um, I'd also be curious defensively to see uh, points-wise what the Vikings are allowing late in games too because it feels like that's where they're really – so So like it's the, it's the worst of both worlds, right? Your offense fails to function, and that's when your defense starts to choke. So what would you say that you do well here, Mike? Yeah, and I'd like have those stats to hold. I'd have those stats for you, but this is the offensive. I know. Key for key offensive. <laughs> I'm just saying both of those things together are a, a real Im, uh, impediment to trying to win football games. All right, the second one here is a category called mediocrity. Okay, so last season the Vikings wound up, I believe it was fourth or fifth in offensive yards. And they were like 11th in points per game. So they were, you know, some people would say it's a top five offense and I would say, well, points matter, you know, so let's not go too far if they're only 11th in points. Well, here's where they're at so far this year. They are 14th in yards per play mediocre. And they are 17th in points per game, which includes a kick return touchdown last week and a pick six earlier in the season. So right around average, 14th in yards per play and 17th in points per game. I just, God, you go back to the beginning of the season, it's like, all right, you got Kirk Cousins here. Uh, He's been in a similar or same offensive system for three years. You got two excellent wide receivers, and then you added K.J. Osborne, and your offensive line is a little less train wrecky. And they're a lot worse in these categories. Like they've dropped 10 spots basically in yardage and they've dropped six spots in points per game. And do you remember how they told us, oh, the offense is in great shape. And we're, we're all like, okay, it's not, it's good. It, and it could be really good, but I don't know if it, it's in great shape. They're like, oh no, man, we were a top 10 because in total yards, I think they were fourth. And in scoring offense in 2020, they were 11th. And they were like, oh, we are in great shape. If we redo the defense, we're fine. And we were all like, yeah, okay, let's see what you do with that. Yeah. And sure enough, and sure enough, through the OC and through the lack of creativity, they've taken a solid step backwards. Yeah. All right, category number three here, four key offensive stats. That's right. Yeah, category number three. <laughs> um, this, is, this is a category called red zone, okay? <laughs> The Vikings so far this season, I got a few different stats here, are 10th in red zone touchdown percentage, which is pretty solid. They are actually sixth last year. They were the sixth yeah. best red zone touchdown conversion team in the league. So, you know, 10th this Not season, bad. pretty good. It's like I think they're converting on like two out of every three uh, trips to the red zone. Here's the problem. They're 24th in trips to the red zone. Mm-hmm. So they're only averaging three trips to the red zone per game. The Rams, by example, are averaging five. So they're getting to the red zone two extra times. Here's another one for you, though. Kirk Cousins in the red zone this season is excellent. All right. He's completing 71% of his passes in the red zone mm-hmm. with 11 touchdowns on 34 throws, no interceptions. So when they get to the red zone, which is not very often, and they throw the ball, Kirk Cousins has been money. Mm-hmm. And they convert at a high percentage um, to get to touchdowns, but they just don't get because of scheme and because of they throw a lot of short passes between the twenties. They're averaging, I want to say, the third or second lowest depth of target in the NFL. 
So they're just not getting to the red zone as often as they should. That's because they're not aggressive enough between right. the 20s. So 11 touchdowns and 33 attempts. So basically in one in every third throw in the red zone, Kirk's going to hit a touchdown. Yes. Yeah, that's just for Kirk, not red zone yeah. trips. That's, yeah, that's amazing. Right. So, so you're saying, so he's, yeah, 30, what is it, 33 or 34 attempts, 11 touchdowns. So he's, that's amazing. Yeah. But, but get to but get yeah. your ass to the red zone. <laughs> but they don't yeah. take the shots to. Kirky McRed zone here. I mean, what do you want? The, 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 uh, you know, if you go back to Childress's teams, the maddening thing about that, those teams was they would get to the red zone and then fail. Uh, this team doesn't take the shots to get there, which is completely crazy. When you look at the personnel offensively that they have, how they manage to not do that is beyond me. I also would I also would be curious to see what the Vikings percentage of penalties in the red zone is. It feels like they back up a lot, like a false start here, just dumb stuff, like not you know, 15 yarders, but like five yarders here in a false start, a hold, right? And and that they sabotage themselves that way too. But yeah, how you're not, as the football football people say, driving the ball down the field to get there is really crazy. I want to find, uh, I don't think, I, I, I can't find it in time for, you know, this episode, but I do want to find some penalty numbers here. Because it does feel like there's a lot of just shooting like they, themselves in the it, foot, right? It feels like there's a lot of false starts like around the seven and stuff like that. It's yeah. just really stupid. I think that happened at least once or twice, too, in the Ravens game. And then it, it does right. It feels like it is happening at a higher rate than normal. Yeah. Cowboys game, too, I think. Yeah. God, there's so many great numbers here. So here's another one here. I'll just throw a couple more at you. This is this is kind of a separate category, but uh, percentage of drives overall that result in an offensive score, okay? The okay. Rams, the Bills, and the Cardinals are all just a tick under 50%. 50% of drives end in a score of some kind. The Vikings are 17th in the NFL at 38% of offensive drives wow. ending in a score. Yeah. Um, God. Also, here's another one, okay? Average starting field position. So the Patriots lead the NFL. They start on average at their at their 33-yard line. The Vikings are 26th in the NFL, averaging starting at their own 26-yard line. So basically, the Patriots are starting an extra first down ahead compared to the Vikings. Um, man, I didn't find that penalty stat because I got caught up in the uh, the other stats, but just a lot of a lot of interesting telling things here. No. Yes, yes, they and, do yeah. not. The Vikings do not like to put themselves in an offensive position to succeed. And here, here's uh, the fourth category. It's just categorized as Christian Derrissaw. Okay, rookie left tackle. It's gonna be good. So he's currently ranked 52nd out of 83 qualified offensive tackles according to Pro Football Focus, which is slightly below average. Mm-hmm. Brian O'Neill, by the way, is 38 which has kind of been lying with his career, just an above-average, rock-solid right tackle. But here's the good news. Christian Derrissaw has played in a handful of games now, 143 dropbacks, only four pressures allowed. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, good. I think, I, think we'll, I think we'll take that around here. And I think he's got room, obviously, to get better because this is only his first like month and a half on the job. Three, what, five games played and three starts, and I think he's played parts of four games at uh, left tackle. Yeah, he looks, to me, from day one, he looks the part. 
which is incredibly important because God bless him. Rashad Hill, not so much. Like, he, you know, backup, solid, but a backup. But Christian Derrissaw, from the day that he has gotten a chance to play, it looks the part. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Am I still, you still, you guys still got me here. It's got a, a yeah, weird you froze for a second. Okay. You're sorry. There right. we go. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, well, speaking of freezing, I feel like judgment freezing fat cells or something, or I don't know, oh. going to some magical place where they help you lose weight. What's uh, that, you know what? It's not the first one. It's the latter. And it's because of my friends at Livia weight control centers. I am actually down now uh, 21 pounds. I'm going to weigh in again on Thursday, but I, Started around 240. I'm now 218 on my way down to 200 pounds. And then the best part is the folks at Livia are going to help me stay there. So it's not just a weight loss program. It's actually a lifestyle program that's going to keep me at a weight, which I've always struggled to do. If you'd like to join me, best part, first 10 weeks are free. Yes, I said the first 10 weeks are free. Livia.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, and tell them that the Score North Purple Daily and Judd told you it will help us. Tell you what my lifestyle plan is. It's called Chill Boys and ChillBoys.com. The most comfortable boxer briefs that I and we have ever worn. We got the long underwear in rotation now uh bamboo fabric also kind of a life changer game changer performance on right now yeah i got performance brand on right now so good all of them i won't stand up but yeah no i've got uh i don't know i think i don't know what this is i don't know if this is bamboo or something else but it is damn comfortable as i sit here at a random sheraton in uh, the suburbs of the st louis area chill boys is a minnesota-based company but you can find them online at chillboys.com and they care about one thing and one thing only your comfort and the comfort of your boys get yours at chillboys.com are you guys ready for the random viking of the week yeah let's do it let's do it i came back what i think dex had won four consecutive yes that is correct so Declan, uh, when Declan was, you know, it was an eight game losing streak for Declan. And then he rolls off with the help of Ross for one of these four straight Judd gets back on the board with a Jack Del Rio poll last week. And so Judd has nine, correct. Declan has five so far. That's a good race now. History of Mm -hmm. random Viking of the week. Okay. All right. We don't have the normal bells and whistles and music here the uh who wants to be a millionaire music but we'll start with this clue so here's how it works i'm going to throw out a series of clues you guys each get three incorrect guesses and you can ask me questions as well but i can refuse to answer them if i so choose oh man <laughs> there it is. look at that executive look at that producer, executive right producer coming Amazing. <laughs> what a job all right this random viking of the week hails from allison park pennsylvania This random Viking of the Week stands at six feet four inches tall. Actually, Dex, your phone is creating quite a chatter in that is microphone it? there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, this random Viking of this is a high production episode. Marconi finalist. Right yeah, right here. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, if we would have won it, they would have heard this episode and been like, "Oh, we're just gonna take that." Back. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> Give us the crystal um, back. This random Viking of the week attended the same high school as Dan Marino and Mark Bulger. Same high school? Yes. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania High School. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Chad. In his <laughs> How do you know? Yeah. It's true. 
What? I, because, I said, I said he, oh, because Dan, because Dan is from Pennsylvania and went to Pitt. Oh, look at this That's guy right here. Know. That's look at this guy right here. No, All right, I'll give you that. He went to this random Viking League, went to Central Catholic High School in Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. Mark Bolger did not boy. know, by the way. Okay. In his rookie season, this random Viking of the Week played in 14 of 16 regular season games, made two starts, and played in two playoff games. 14 of 16 games. You said six starts? Two starts. Two, two starts. starts. Two playoff games. So he played in two playoff games. He also played in two playoff games, yeah. Okay. He was drafted in 2004. Okay. Drafted. Hold on a second. Drafted in 2004. That doesn't create a lot of wiggle room here. <laughs> okay so nice. okay 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 all right okay okay this random viking of the week was a <laughs> okay? this random viking of the week was a, was a skill position guy uh this random viking of the week which clue do i want to give you i had you cut out for a second like, no! No, 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 no 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 it has Sorry, a suspense though no all right Okay, I will say, I will add that this random Viking of the week, he was a skill position guy, but didn't put up gaudy numbers at all in college on, like, that you would expect a skill position player to put up. And we don't have a, and we don't have a college, correct? No. Uh, It's a current, it's a current Big Ten school, but it wasn't when he played there. Okay. He okay. caught passes from Brett Favre. This <laughs> this random Viking of the week, unlike most random Vikings of the week, only played for the Minnesota Vikings. Seven years, in fact, as a Minnesota Viking. Oh, Fudge. I've got a guess. Fudge. Here it is. I'll I'll guess I'll guess this one. It, it might not be right. I is bet it, it Jeff, is. Jeff Dugan. You damn right. It's damn Jeff it. Dugan. Dang it. the bell, baby. God Jeff. Dang it. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Jeff Dugan, dude. Jeff Dugs. I love Dugs. You go to Rutgers. He went to Maryland. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he, Jeff Dugan. So he, <laughs> he was a oh. he was a, a tight end that transitioned to fullback later in his Vikings career. And at Maryland, his biggest season at Maryland was actually as a he was a four year player at Maryland. His biggest season as a pass catcher was a freshman year in which he caught twenty five passes. Then he caught seven, nine, and fourteen. He was a a working man's tight end oh, and fullback dude, man. He was a blocker. Dude. Yep, yep. <laughs> he could move people, man. He, that guy was two hundred sixty pounds and six foot four, and could move Dugan. people. Jeff once Dugan. in a while, he'd sneak out there once in a oh, while. Oh yeah, he'd catch the ball and then, that's keeping and then me up tonight. He'd I'm, rumble. I'm really upset about that. <laughs> I'm really not. A, I'm not okay that Judd got that. Jeff Dugan. So there you go. I think I feel like Jeff Dugan really epitomizes the spirit of random Viking of the week. He does. He? he does. He does. Good guy too. Uh, he yeah, actually, he actually, he nice caught guy. two touchdown passes from Brett Favre in 2009. Yeah, yeah. Six well, six catches on the year. Two of them were well, touchdowns. The the giveaway was two playoff games, and immediately, 09 and 17 are like the only and it'd be o- times because the last, of yeah of 2004 Four. was the no, draft right. year. Uh, 
Well, no, he oh four was the draft year. They played two playoff games in in that season because they beat the Packers and then got beat by the Eagles. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. So he was a rookie. That, okay. Yeah. My bad. You're right. And then, oh, right, right, right. yeah, he was. It's funny because I don't know if there was an injury or something, but he played 14 games, a lot of special teams as a rookie. But then he only played gotcha. one game in his second year, and then transitioned to more of like a fullback hybrid mode in 2006. <laughs> Brad yeah, Childress, of... Brad Childress saw something there. Oh yeah, Brad Amazing. was. A... Soothsayer. So there you have it. All right, that's your uh, random Viking of the week, your state of victory. the Vikings offense. I'll take that victory. <laughs> that's, a, that's a kick in the groin to my wheelhouse. That is, that is, I'm, I'm upset about that. It's going to keep me up tonight. He's going to be dreaming about Jeff Dugan, Dugan. just, Dugan. just catching key touchdown passes. All right. Uh, if you haven't already, please click the subscribe button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. We will give you daily Vikings entertainment in return. And at don't forget Vikings Online. We, yeah, we, we're we going to roll on. This Chargers game, win or lose, we're here for you. Therapists, if needed, maybe this is the week the Vikings turn it all around. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily.